Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexandra Her, And I am Sage Her. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Today's interviewee, Karen Washington, is a public high school teacher. We are doing her interview at the high school that she works at, so there might be some background noise. Hello everyone, today we're interviewing Karen Washington, an avid white mountain hiker. Karen is a Massachusetts school teacher. She teaches high school. Welcome to Granite Gals. Thank you. When did you start hiking and why do you like to hike? Probably about 2010, 2011. And I like doing it to get away. It's a chance to be away from all the stress, especially teaching high schoolers. That We can have interesting days and when you have those interesting days, you need to find some time to get away. And probably like most people, I started with the Appalachian Trail. I wanted to do that and I started doing some hiking. I realized maybe I want to do some other things. So that's when I started getting um, involved in other hiking interests. What is your favorite 4K and why? Probably isolation. It was absolutely a beautiful day like this. And I was isolated. And the really cool thing about it was when I came down, it was a super moon, so I just, I came down just as it gotten dark, but I didn't even need my lamp because the moon was so bright. And on the way home, I drove to the, um, one of the pull-offs on the kink, and I just watched the eclipse that night. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. So that was very cool. I may or may not have taken a nap in the middle of the eclipse, but... <laughs> What lists or mountains besides the 4Ks have you hiked or are you working on? And what did you enjoy about them specifically? Um, I'm still working on the 67. I only have five left of those. And I'm just working on doing some little section hiking. It's more of, it's something that I enjoy doing. It's something I like doing. I have friends who are very serious about, they log every mile. Wow. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go hike and if I finish I finish if I don't I don't it's just something that I really just enjoy doing and I would say I like the remoteness of Maine because it's it's quiet you don't have to worry about all the stress of all the other things going on and I think that that's very helpful when you're trying to de-stress other than going places and everybody and their cousins there. Right. Yeah, you don't have to deal with people. The other whites are getting really crowded. Just a little bit. So where have you hiked in addition to the Way Mountains? Well, you just said Maine, but besides that, um, what is your favorite place to hike outside the Northeast? Um, I've been to Pennsylvania on the AT. It's as rocky as they say it is. I've been in West Virginia. I like the Shenandoahs. They're very nice, they're calm. It's not as wild as it is here. In terms of the trails, I did a little bit in North Carolina, but I'd say my favorite probably outside of the Whites is Glacier National Park, just because it's so beautiful there. And there are so many really great places to go and to hike. Have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail? A couple of times. I think that it is something that's almost normal and expected. 
that there's sort of this caretaker role. Oh, if you're by yourself and you're female, obviously you need somebody to help you out. You need somebody to tell you that it's going to rain, although you know it's going to rain. And I had a kid tell me there was going to be a 100% chance of rain. And I told him, I looked at mountain forecast. They said 30% (laughs) just to let him know that, yes, I know what I'm talking about. But I've learned to just brush it aside because it's going to be there. I don't think there's really anything that you can do about it. It's unfortunately part of the society that we have. I mean, even at work, sometimes I see that. And I mean, granted, I don't know a lot about electronics. So if somebody asks me about electronics, I'm not going to figure that out very well. But simple things I told a kid he needed to get snowshoes and somebody and he said I don't need snowshoes I don't need snowshoes he called his friend and he went and he got a bigger pack he's like you're right I need snowshoes <laughs> it's like he needed that extra reassurance that in April you need snowshoes to go up the north side of Tri-Pyramid mm-hmm. tell us about your most memorable animal encounters on the trail there have been a couple of the lovely gray jays that thought that they were going to get food from me and I've explained to them no you're not getting food from me we were actually dive bombed by some on Carrigan for flags in the 48 and that was a very memorable trip because it was sleeting and we actually had to take the flag down because it was the flag was beginning to come down itself so we thought for safety we should take it down but I think the most interesting one is when I saw a bear, and I honestly thought it was a moose because it was so loud as it was coming through the forest. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to see a moose. I'm going to see a moose. And I look back, and it was a bear. And the bear looked at me. He was unimpressed. I was unimpressed, and he just ran away. But That's, that's strange because usually they seem to not, not make any sound. I know. Even yeah. though they're so big. I know. That's <laughs> what surprised me. I'm like, yeah. how could a bear make that much noise? Yeah, it's very weird. But it must have been a big bear because I was shocked that it wasn't a larger animal with all the noise he was making. Do you prefer hiking solo or or with a group of people? I would say that I do prefer solo, but it depends on the group of people. I have a group of friends who come up and we hike the AT about every year and a half. And I love hiking with them. We tend to hike at the same speed. We always have fun. We, there's always something for us to do. So when I'm with them, I have a lot of fun, but I also know them and we hike together so we know each other. Hiking with people who I have not hiked with often or who I haven't hiked with, still you know, apprehensive of that because you, know, you don't know each other's hiking style, Maybe you don't want to talk, and they talk about everything and a half. <laughs> you, you learned their whole life story a mile from the trailhead. <laughs> but I think going out on your own sometimes is just a chance to get away. Yeah. It's a chance to take a look at what's going on, to actually collect your thoughts and think. And it teaches you to be self-reliant because you don't have anybody who's gonna help you out if something happens. You are responsible for yourself and you have to learn how to be responsible for yourself and to rescue yourself if you need to. 
And for a lot of people, I think they need those skills. They're used to people just um, just helping them out. They're not used to saying, "Ooh, this is what I have to do," so we can we I can figure that stuff out. Uh, so what's next? Do you have any specific hiking-related plans for the future? Um, I just want to finish my 67 right now. And I guess just some trips just for pleasure, not working about any lists, not worrying about making any deadlines or timelines. I'm doing Katahdin on the 16th, I think. Oh, wow. Sounds fun. So it's going to be a different route than I took the last time, which is going to be very interesting. And I hope that it ends better than the first time I was up there. But again, if you know how to take care of yourself and you know what to do, anything can happen and you're going to be fine versus you're up there on Knife Edge or Cathedral or wherever you are and you're trying to figure out how you're going to get yourself down, what's going on. But those are just things that I think in general in life that you need to know. How do you handle a different situation? Well, good luck with that trip. Yes. <laughs> Um, so now we're going to ask some questions that are not related to hiking uh, that we'll ask everyone on the that we ask everyone on the podcast. Okay. Um, what do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. I teach at Greater Little Technical High School. So I teach kids who are going to be going into the different technical fields, and who, when they graduate, they're going to be able to have different different jobs. They're going to have job skills when they leave here. I also work at the REI in Reading, which I absolutely love. I call it my sanity job. <laughs> Although sometimes you would think, well, working with adults might not be, sometimes it's not that great, but <laughs> I really do enjoy it. And this year I'm teaching a class in women's backpacking basics mm-hmm. and also a class on layering basics in local trails. Oh, wow. That's wow. great. So what is your favorite food? I'm gonna say right now pizza. It's, I know it gets a bad rap and everything gets a bad rap, but I just like it and I try to save it for when I deserve it. So if I've done a hike, then yes, I can go get pizza. (laughs) But if I haven't done anything, I'm just gonna wait until I'm able to get the pizza. That makes sense. What's your favorite non-hiking related book? Um, And I, I always get the name of the book wrong. Um, it's about the salons in Enlightenment Berlin and one of the reasons why I really like the book is there are other books that talk about the salons in Paris and they talk about the salons being run by women that women were the ones who were planning it women are the ones who are putting everything together but this one was different in that it was um, Jewish women who were doing all this and the fact that it was Jewish women in Berlin who are doing this, I found to be the most interesting. Yeah. And I even, when I taught honors back in the Stone Age, I actually assigned a few chapters to some of my students. And they had the same reaction, that they just looked at the title and they didn't think that it was possible to have that in Berlin. And it's, it's always interesting to think, okay, well, what happened? You know. 300 years later when everything changed. How did we change? Why did we change? Yeah. 
And I think they brought up a lot of good questions with that. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. So if you could either fly or be invisible, which one would you choose and why? Probably invisible. And I always say I want to be a fly in the wall when my students go to college for the first time or when they go to their, their first job out of high school for the first time just to see what happens to them. And many of them are absolutely fine. They've learned from us the, just even the little soft skills of how you behave outside of high school, but there are some you just have to see it for yourself and you have to see how quickly do they learn that lesson that you tried to teach them a long time ago. <laughs> some of them it's very quick, some of them it takes a little bit of extra time. Dogs or cats? Cats. They have their own, they have their own, um, they have their own agenda and they're independent. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Chips or popcorn? Chips. And um, cheddar or Swiss cheese? Sharp cheddar. Uh, if, and if you had to pick one, summer hiking or winter hiking in the woods? Definitely winter. Why? It's, it's a different world. You don't have that many people as you do in the, in the summer. You have lots of just great sights that you would not see. It's harder, you have to be more prepared, but it's a lot more fun. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. The preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike. We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS. It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.